Hello and welcome all to all the listeners on the Offstrom podcast. I'm Danish Lavanya welcoming you once again as we are continuing this journey of uh, talking and discussing with sports professionals out there the spotlight on sports professionals initiative and the Offstrom podcast coming together and bringing to you today about the world of e-sports. Yes, as a youngster, as a young kids in our teens we definitely it took esports is a very very important thing in our life it was our pastime it was the first way of getting used to how the technology works how computer works and all these things so now that esports is growing immensely in the country of india and the amount of uh, avid gamers out there streaming on their platforms and a lot of platforms by itself coming into existence only for esports to be streamed definitely is giving big opportunities for the gamers to become professional gamers and become uh, and earn a lot of money that definitely was not a thought maybe a decade ago so in order to talk about it i have an avid gamer and a senior sports practitioner who tried all the physical sports as well like basketball cricket and all of this stuff and also he was a avid gamer and he wanted to uh, become a professional uh, gamer but unfortunately the life comes into play and he is kind of made sure that the gaming field is still there in him so he is a part of the esports world currently where he is uh, going through and making sure that he is uh, putting his efforts in being a part of esports i have arun sadashivan with me welcome arun and uh, i'm happy to have you to discuss about esports something that the world currently is uh, knowing about definitely we have a lot of different stuff to talk about esports in the discussion and i hope that uh, you are all set for this uh, amazing um, discussion that we will be having hey danush good morning good morning to your viewers listeners rather a uh, pleasure to be here thank you so much for having me over uh, thanks for the introduction actually Uh, mm-hmm. the only correction there is that while i tried my hand at multiple physical sports mm-hmm. cricket was actually what i focused on once mm-hmm. cricket didn't work out couple of decades ago is when i actually gave my hand at professional esports like wow couple of decades now seems a long time ago right yeah. but yeah so that's actually quite interesting that you're covering a topic like this there mm-hmm. are a few things that i would like to discuss and yes uh, let's start on that note Yes, uh, def- definitely the importance and the reason behind the initiative of the sports inter- initiative that I have taken here on the Austin podcast is to put light on something that is not talked about out there, that is very new, and that is why we have had some good discussions on sports nutrition, on sports technology, and on sports education that is growing in the country. So, like that, uh, even esports is something that is definitely growing vastly, especially the current generation, the Gen Z. that i belong to and uh, the people currently belong to the teens belong to have definitely gravitated way more towards this uh, esports and uh, as we began our conversation i will just talk about how big the esports platform is currently in the country of india around according to you how it has grown over the last 20 years as you said you started back in 2003 when you were uh, around uh, 15 to 18 years old and now uh, 20 years down the line how big has it grown and what is your uh, analogy about it ah, interesting question actually so 20 years ago right when we never thought of e-sport as a sport 
it was yeah. never conceived to be a sport it was just something that you did for leisure so all of us back then started with you know all going together to someone's house who has a pc you go to his house sit together play games like you know cricket 97 fifa 98 all these legacy epic games that's how we all started we just started with it's just uh, friends getting together playing together mm-hmm. it was as simple as that we, it, it, we we never thought of it as something that we wanted to do professionally and yeah. of course i think all of us who are remotely close to somewhere around my age will remember our parents at that time saying what are you wasting whiling away time sitting in front of the computer get out go do something so yeah. that's what we would always hear uh, but yeah having said that this journey in the last 20 years if i had to speak about for esports itself or gaming so what started out as a leisure for most of us when we saw that as an opportunity to play to maybe represent your country things that it obviously you know sparks some sort of uh, a feeling inside you which yeah. obviously means that you want to play for your country so there's there's pride in that there's nationalism all of that right mm-hmm. so that thought came about for me when i heard about a tournament in 2004 if i'm not wrong called okay. wcg okay it was world championship gaming so we used to go to a cafe uh, in bangalore there was a cafe at that time called uh, ghq it was down the road from our school so we mm-hmm. all used to go there and play and we heard about this tournament we just made a team together right five of us friends came together we made a team we tried participating we knew we were not good enough but every day after school we would go back go back keep playing keep trying and yeah we we got pretty far we were in the finals we i mean it it worked out pretty well for that particular time prize monies back then were really small we didn't even think of it as a career opportunity is what i'd want yeah. to say but cut to today obviously it's a completely different playing field so if i could just walk you through this journey i'll i'll just quickly do that in a nutshell so yeah. back then there were games like counter strike and dota which were actually the most popular games in esports and yeah. played primarily on the pc and we never even thought of mobile gaming to be something that it is today right so yeah. that's how it started and then in 2004 5 6 7 8 you saw these slow little movements moving up in terms of number of people who are actually playing in these kinds of tournaments so the prize pools kept growing people kept playing but please remember at that time guys this was just a participation sport it was not a viewership sport at all people yes. who were there would play and then there would be those few people who are participating in the tournament who would just stand around and watch us play mm-hmm. both globally and in india this was the phenomenon back then okay cut to actually 2014 to 15 you saw this jump okay this sudden jump that you saw with mm-hmm. technology rising with internet speeds going up with easier access for us to actually get better technology you know obviously the the industry started to boom in terms of number of people who were playing and slowly with globally obviously there were platforms like twitch which people used to talk about in india as a platform where you could actually watch gamers so all the esport gamers in india would actually watch international gamers on twitch but there was a problem because twitch didn't have servers in india so you know obviously even if you had the best internet connection you would have your usual buffering issues if you remember that circle buffer yes. uh, symbol which we used to see which obviously now very rarely do we get to see that but yeah so and then youtube came in uh, say around 2015 youtube decided to jump into the gaming wagon right and they actually introduced globally a separate app called the youtube gaming app which okay. also happened to reach us in india in 2016 mm-hmm. that actually was a switch that actually gave indian streamers an opportunity to actually reach out to audiences in india 
okay now that obviously changed and then youtube integrated the entire thing in 2019 where they no longer have the app anymore and it's all on the platform itself now there's a separate tab called gaming on youtube but it was all these little switches that you saw which actually gave rise for people to get access to view their favorite gamers in india okay. so even back then when these streamers used to stream on twitch it was a challenge if you speak to any professional gamer at that point they will tell you how difficult it was for them to stream on twitch and obviously the number of people who were watching were much lesser hence their their salaries their income was much lesser at that point mm-hmm. so these switches obviously kept helping at different points in time okay. cut to covid everybody spoke about gaming and how gaming has got a big boom because of covid but the reality is guys even pre covid gaming was still big the numbers were still large the number of people yeah. participating were large the industry size was high all of that the only switch that actually covid helped with is the number of casual gamers who were playing every day right they had more time at home so they jumped on the bandwagon and hence time spent started going up and then people started talking about gaming and you know it it became more of a normal conversation out in the market yeah. and with all of this that 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 i just spoke about we obviously know that from a numbers standpoint Mm-hmm. gaming is is taken off there are about 500 million gamers in india today you know it's uh, it's going to potentially reach about 650 million gamers in 2025 our market size in gaming in india alone is 2.6 billion so that's like yeah. th- th- these are like really huge numbers right mm-hmm. but what one of the switches that happened which i didn't speak about is actually the switch over from pc esport gaming to mobile esports See, okay. as mobiles became better in terms of handling the the specs of mobiles are actually going up right so now people can just play on their mobile anywhere because of internet speeds you can connect from anywhere play any game at any time and automatically the numbers started to rise today okay. in a in a in a country like india approximately 85% of esports is actually from mobile games So oh. that's the switch that has happened and people are streaming from their mobile phones itself right so you can mm-hmm. you can just stream on to youtube from mobile games and the highest viewership today comes from mobile games the highest participation today comes from mobile games okay. india actually overtook china in 2018 itself in terms of being the largest country okay in terms of number of game downloads so oh. we every game developer today sees the potential in india yes. every a uh, streamer knows that there is a lot of potential in this field parents today actually mm. know that there is something like this which is a career opportunity there are there are gamers in india earning crores and crores of money today yes. so that's the switch in the last 20 years viewership on the rise prize pools on the rise tournaments on the rise yeah. so yeah it's a it's a great place to be right now i would say yeah you said that uh, when we when you started back in 2003 you just had a couple of games like call of duty and others but over a period of time now like how you said oh 500 million people kind of play on a daily basis uh, how many games do you expect uh, has grown over a period of time okay so uh, in back then it, it wasn't actually call of duty in india it was counter strike and dota today if you look at it uh, pc is taking second step right because it's mobile games today which is leading the roster in terms of the games that are being played okay. uh, so okay so firstly i'd like to distinguish one thing there's number of gamers and then there's esport gamers it's okay. actually two different things so when you talk about gamers it's anybody who picks up their phone connected to internet or their pc or their console anybody who plays connected to the internet is an online gamer 
So that's the number which I was talking about, which is the 500 million gamers in the Mm -hmm. country today. But when you look at esports, esports is actually when any of these online gamers Mm -hmm. compete in a tournament in any of this form, right? In yeah. a competitive form, it could be one, it could be alone in one v one tournaments. It could be as a team. That's the term that becomes esports. Okay. So, in terms of esports in India, uh, while you say there are five hundred thousand million gamers, mm-hmm. there are up- approximately four hundred thousand of those who actually compete in esports tournaments. Okay. Okay, and out of that, like I said, about 85 percent will be mobile esports. And mm-hmm. if just to throw some light on the numbers, <laughs> there are twenty million people who actually watch esports as well. And yeah. that number is is going to grow to approximately 70 million in 2025. So that's from esports. Uh, coming to the game standpoint, right? See, so we spoke about CSGO, we spoke about Dota back then, which were PC games. I think everybody today has heard of PUBG, right? So yeah. when PUBG came in, it made waves. And then of course it got banned and then it came mm-hmm. back because of the India-China issue that was going on. And mm-hmm. of course, a lot of privacy uh, concerns that were raised. And then, of course, Crafton took over and a new game had come in, very similar to PUBG, which was BGMI. You can say almost the same. So, if, and now again, after that got banned, they've come back right now. BGMI is back, allowed in India. It's a testing period for the next, actually for the for a three-month testing period is what they've got. So mm-hmm. if you look at it right now, from mobile esports perspective, BGMI stands to be and is number one. Uh, there was also Free Fire in between. That was there when when PUBG got banned, right? So there are multiple different games, but today BGMI is the game, number one game from an esports mobile perspective today. Okay. But but I guess uh, that 80-85% of uh, mobile sports in India happened because of the introduction of PUBG is what we can say, right? Because uh, PUBG I would actually only say... that because PUBG came around 2017-2018, if I'm not wrong. And that was the time I was doing my uh my PU and degree. And I I remember we all of us uh, bought our new phones for the first time. It was our first phones. And the first thing that we did after buying a phone was download PUBG and we started playing. First, it was like a 2GB, 3GB size game. And over a period of time, due to our additions and updation, it became like a big uh, game which used to take a big big share of our mobile phone storage space. So we used to have that uh, discussions. And I guess that is where the big boom of, of people uh, moving from PC gaming to mobile gaming happened is what I think. Do you feel the same? Uh, similar, but I would equate it to two different reasons. One is the game itself. And see, technology obviously plays the bigger part uh, in this, which is the back end to actually create the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to owe most of it to the tech part of it in terms of a, a, a phone being able to handle a game like this. Yeah. And now today you get a you get a 15,000 rupee phone that can handle games like this. Yes. And at that time, when you're talking about 2017, only the high-end phones, like you said, because of the space issues, specs issues. And as technology started becoming more and more available, obviously, it became easier for all of us to play. And that natural... Cult- okay, by the way, I don't know how many people know this. PUBG was first introduced as a PC game. And yeah. as a battle royale, it was one of... Uh, although there have there were few battle royale games from a format perspective as a battle royale game pubg got introduced on the pc a lot of players moved to it and then it slowly started dying down pubg actually very smartly at that time knew with tech with people number of consumers all of this what if they launched a mobile game and like you rightly said when they launched there was a huge wave of people who jumped onto the bandwagon Everybody who had a taste of the PC version obviously jumped onto it. People who are just playing 
uh, random casual games jumped onto it and everybody with a fast internet connection and a phone were like what's happening let me just join and see and then yeah that's how the wave began yes uh, that is that is why i was like when you said 80 to 85% of mobile uh, gaming happened i guess that is where the period is what and, and i guess uh, over by your uh, explanation as well we can come come into that conclusion where mobile gaming because at that time i still remember the mobile storage basic storage was 32 gb and pubg was taking like 1/4 of it now yep, basic yep. mobile gives you around 128 gb of storage and definitely you can have multiple games in your mobile and it has the capacity of uh, playing multiple games all together right then uh, so we were talking on how pubg became a important uh, part of how india transition from pc gaming to mobile gaming and now let us move into the story on which uh, that boom that gen z has taken right now i guess the current market of uh, esports is largely dependent on how the uh, current generation the gen z is playing like the teens are the ones which are the major part of this market right uh, i'm so sorry i don't know when you say teens are i didn't understand your question teens mean uh, teen teenagers i'm saying teenagers are like oh, teens uh, i'm so sorry i thought i thought you meant teens yeah yeah of course so from a from an okay so here i would actually like like to bring in the demographic part of it right so when you look yeah. at online gaming the average age would be uh, 25 26 average age i'm talking about just online gamers but when you actually look at esports average age you'll be very surprised that esports average gamers age is sub 20 years they're actually average age in the range of 17 to 19 i would say you know mm-hmm. globally and in india many of these esport gamers retire at the age of 23 24 there mm-hmm. you will have outliers of people who are still playing at 30 35 but mm-hmm. i'm just speaking about the average here so there is it's very important uh, what people don't know is that esport players have to go through a training physical training process that improves okay. their spill, uh, their skill in a digital game oh okay. because your reaction time plays a huge part in this so mm. to improve your reaction time you have to be fit so there's a lot of physical tests physical endurance exercises which all of these guys do and of course the younger you are we all know that your reaction time is going to be much better and that's the same whether it's physical sport or uh, in esports okay so yeah so now that you said that uh, the physical part of it i definitely got a bit starstruck by that because because a lot of things the gaming is done on a on a computer right and if you see the detractors of uh, esports they always say that uh, there there is some part of uh, uh, community out there that definitely says that playing esports is more like becoming lazy sedentary lifestyle will become a major part of your lifestyle and we know that sedentary lifestyle is not good for your health so now that you have put on some light on these uh, fitness thing that uh, these esports athletes have to be do you have any elaborate explanation on that Yeah, actually, okay. So let's look at the uh, start from a global example here. Uh-huh. So if you look at it globally, multiple different teams like your NIPs, G2s of the world, Astralises, you'll mm-hmm. be surprised that apart from just physical exercise, which is compulsory for all of them to do, there's also a sports psychologist which these teams hire, just mm-hmm. like how we have in India for cricket, for example. Yeah. Uh, when sachin went through bad form or virat went through bad form you know mm-hmm. they need to speak with some uh, with people with professionals to get them out of that slump yes. and that's where a sports psychologist plays a very important part because your mental mental frame of thought is very important when you go to play any sport be it physical or e-sport that's yeah. the level 
to which it's happening globally already. And this has been happening for the last three, four years now. Okay. Similarly, in India, teams have come together. The, firstly, international teams have started coming to India, putting together a team from India. That's one aspect to it. Apart from, and they obviously bring in all their expertise from the physical exercises standpoint or from a sports psychology standpoint. Mm-hmm. Indian teams who don't even have specific owners, right? They yeah. looking at all of this, getting access to all of this through streams, through through multiple different channels. They have also jumped onto this because they understand and see the difference when they are actually physically active and playing a game and when they are not. Okay. And when you speak about you know the the typical stereotypical notion of a gamer sitting on a couch eating chips lying down playing yeah well that's a function of media and how gamers were portrayed i won't say there aren't gamers that there are still many gamers like that but when you come into the esport field of things and you want to compete professionally it's very very important for you to be physically fit physically and mentally fit actually both for you to perform to, to you know to your maximum potential Oh god that 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 is nice to hear because that is something a really informative part of it because physical fitness also plays a major role of it and if we see the famous gamers that in India have I notably no no uh, one is uh, Kari Minati and another guy is uh, his name starts from M um, mortal he, uh, mortal yes and those guys look like a very very healthy people fit people they are not like chubby and fat and uh, unhealthy looking so i feel like uh, there is some uh, fitness um, following there and you're saying sports psychology also plays an important part in here. Definitely, there is a lot more in-depth uh, thing that if people who are interested in esports, they can go and uh, look into. And now that we were growing as esports uh, fanatics back in the day, for me, it was EA Sports, which developed uh, Cricket 07, the iconic game out there. And I remember GTA Vice City being the esports games. So uh, these were the uh, companies that uh, kind of developed these games and made it famous. Now, how many companies like this have uh, have been developed in India itself? How many people seeing the growth that esports is happening, is having right now, have kind of uh, worked towards making sure that we Indians itself join together and create a game? How has that uh, been? Because oh, I guess over the next uh, decade time, the more games that are made in India, will be helpful there rather than depending on games that are developed in China or America or any other Western country. Okay, so it's very interesting question. Uh, this is a question that, you know, we've debated over at multiple different forums. So mm-hmm. from a game development standpoint, mm-hmm. India has always been in the role of developing games. It's just that we are never the front face Okay, of game development. For example, if I had to go back in the day, there was a game called Forza Motorsport 2, which Mm -hmm. was actually dev, which was the back end of that was happening in a studio in Bangalore called Aiga Asian Institute of Gaming and Animation. Uh, So, you know, while we've been back end to multiple different games, we've never actually been the front runner or the front facing, you know, a team from an India Mm -hmm. market perspective for all the big games that are there in the world today. Uh, yeah. Do we put? Do we have the potential to do it? 
Of course we do. But the way the industry works is that now that you spoke about uh, GTA or you spoke about uh, cricket two, uh, 2007, you spoke about, right? So yeah, actually, there was actually Cricket 97. There, was, there were much older games as well, mm -hmm. which are all legacy games. Now, these are all made by legacy publishers. Now, for example, if I have to sp speak of some of the biggest in the world, like Nintendo, Ubisoft, Electronic mm -hmm. Arts, which we just spoke about, Activision, mm -hmm. Microsoft. Microsoft right now is actually trying to acquire Activision at $67 billion. There's Epic Games, GTA, which was made by Rockstar, Valve, which actually makes CSGO and Dota, Riot today, which, which makes Valorant. So, you know, these are some of the biggest global names. Yeah. When it comes to India, there are many indie developers who make, you could, I don't know if you know this, but there are millions and millions of games that are being made on a daily basis. Yes. We just don't get to see the face of it because yeah. the ecosystem in terms of supply is so large that you don't know how many will actually hit the top of it, right? So yeah. that's why you don't see, and of course, game development is a very, very expensive process. Mm -hmm. There are multiple different people that go into making a game. So because of all of these caveats, which we spoke of, there have been lesser known publishers from the Indian ecosystem. But having said that, in time to come, with tech becoming easier, with AI getting into the picture, you know, you will see, with game making becoming easier through all of these processes, you will see more games coming from India, but whether they click or not is for the community to decide. That's one thing that nobody can actually say whether a game is going to work or not, unless it's from a legacy publisher, because they already know they have a set format in place. If I do X number of things, which are 10 things they tick off, they know that they will get a minimum number of game sales. Okay. Yeah, so from an India perspective, it's a wait and watch. Tech is actually helping us move the needle in terms of giving rise to stars from the backend system who can create the games. But yeah, we still have to wait and watch to see how far we go with this. Yeah, with AI coming into place, uh, how do you see esports kind of uh, taking that into place and how uh, taking that into uh, esports, how metaverse is going to become a part of it? These uh, advanced technologies that are getting introduced. I guess uh, even AI is uh, esports is kind of making sure that all these softwares are utilized and making the game even more uh, even more fun and even and you can also provide different ways of playing it right like, like how Xbox Xbox gives you a different way of playing a game how than a Nintendo Switch how are these metaverse and AI technology going to help in uh, players and gamers have a different field play altogether in uh, playing these esports games. Okay, interesting you spoke about metaverse uh, if you speak to any gamer today uh, especially somebody who's played games over the last say 10 15 years mm -hmm. they will all tell you that metaverse is actually gaming the okay. concept of metaverse comes from the act of gaming itself if you look at games yeah. uh, like back in the day that was a metaverse for us because mm -hmm. we used to put on the shape of the character that we are playing move yeah. into a completely different world and yeah. interact with somebody else's avatar that he has created. That yeah. is, in, in a nutshell, that is a metaverse. Mm -hmm. So conceptually, it's very interesting that metaverse actually stems from gaming itself, right? So that's where it came from. Now, for a gamer, that is metaverse. That's where he interacts. That's where he plays. That's where he buys things. That's, that's his life. He's living vicariously through that avatar that he has created. Yeah. Coming to the AI part of it. So... You know, like everybody, all of us are talking about AI today. There are multiple different platforms, websites that are helping us do everything that we do today in a much better form. 
uh, when it comes to the gaming part of it, I will just speak about very simple thing, which is coding and development and graphics and, and NVIDIA, how they are using AI to better things and you know how everything is moving in the same direction, but faster and um, in an easier form. Now, if I had to make a game and code that in the back end, if I had to take one year to make something mm -hmm. with the help of AI today and technology, I can do the same thing in a month. Okay, that's okay. the amount of time reduction tech has actually given us. So what this will do, it will help the community make games faster. So okay. which means you will see much more games coming to the forefront. That's mm -hmm. one part of it. Now, when if I don't think we can really link this specifically to esports because this helps the gaming community on the whole rather than just esports. Mm -hmm. From there whether one of these games get adopted by the esports community comes to the forefront and that becomes a challenger to today's top games in pc which compete with the valorant or the cs goes of the world or in mobile competes with the bgmis of the world is something for us to see but the support role that ai will play is actually in game making more than anything else today well uh, that is something uh, to look forward for sure and coming to the end of the conversation, definitely the topic of the day was esports in India and its future. We definitely talked about how esports is in India and how the technology has kind of grown over the past uh, two decades and how you have seen this uh, uh, growth and how the current generation is kind of adapting it to a level that definitely was not thought about even a decade ago. Now that uh, the conversation we are coming to an end, one final thing uh, to talk about is that the the esports is now getting broadcasted on big streaming platforms and television platforms for the for the worldwide and mainstream audience to see. And how do you see that impact the people out there? Because currently, I guess esports is more focused on tier one cities. Uh, but over a period of time, with the amount of streaming platforms giving it the time and the television platforms also giving it some time, I guess even tier two, tier three cities will come into play. Okay, so very interesting point that you brought up, but there's few little changes in terms of what you said that I'd like to bring to light. Now, mm -hmm. it's actually not a fact. Initially, what you were saying is very true that gaming esports was a tier one phenomenon. Of course it was because that time it was PC gaming. As and when mobile started growing, mobile esports started growing, tier mm -hmm. two has already jumped onto the wagon. So oh, today, esports gaming is a tier two, tier one. It's for it's it's becoming more massy, right? Because if you're talking mm -hmm. about 500 million people playing, uh, mm -hmm. not esports, but around 400,000 people participating in esports, you mm -hmm. have 40% of them actually coming from tier two. Okay. okay. So when you look at that, the the spectrum has already become larger from an esports angle, right? Now mm -hmm. talking about the broadcast part of things. Mm -hmm. uh, what it takes for a sport to become popular is mm -hmm. if the country starts doing well at it. Now, if I just went back to cricket, right? Before mm -hmm. we won the 83 World Cup, you know, we did, we were a cricket playing nation even before that. But yeah. it never came to the forefront. Before yeah. BCCI paid Doordarshan to broadcast matches, it was, it is all these small nuances which actually change the spectrum of a sport in a country. Then now though, we are a completely cricket viewing nation, playing nation, if we are cricket first. Similarly for esports, 
it won't be the same though because there's already a cultural shift in terms of where media is being consumed by gen z and gen alpha and things like that so if you look at esports it's primarily viewers watching it on ott platforms uh, and the likes of right so if you talk about loco glance youtube whatever that's where people are consuming this content it's yeah. very interesting that star and bgmi came together and broadcast this on the star network because mm. what that did it actually gave Esports was already popular, by the way, which is why Star was broadcasting it. It's not the other way around that Star is yeah. helping popularize esports. They're capitalizing on esports here. In, in okay. I mean, in that in that form. <laughs> so when you look at it from that uh, that standpoint, I'm not really sure whether audiences who are so used to watching this on a particular platform will shift. Okay, that's something that I can't say because culturally already we are seeing TV viewership dropping and people moving to digital, right? So. it helped in one way where the normal janta they understood that guys there's something like this also yeah parents started understanding a little more this i'm talking about the more people who are unaware of this started understanding that this is a career opportunity oh my god my son is on tv right mm-hmm. so the all those kind of conversations is where it helped but from a viewership standpoint i still feel that the growth will come from the digital angle and okay. tv broadcasting for esports will play a second step in our country for sure okay uh, now now that uh... we can kind of uh, bring the conclusion here so esports definitely has grown over the last 20 years and the future as you said uh, is big for the uh, for the people and with ai come making literally a, a big uh, a time uh, consuming job into us as small as a job it can be i feel that esports will just boom in a country that in india where all already sports is booming like anything and i guess uh, esports will also be a part of this big boom and uh, ultimately over the next decade or so we will definitely be a huge market for the wo- for the world to invest on and uh, thank you arun for being a part of this and i hope that you had a great time sharing your thoughts and uh, i guess we can have many more iterations of these discussions in future as well thank you so much danish really cool that somebody wanted to talk about esports in this fashion uh yeah. was an absolute pleasure look forward to connecting with you yeah. yes, whenever uh, you want to yeah definitely we can have uh, a lot more discussions on this as uh, we bring an end to this episode of the offstump and the sports the spotlight on sports professional will continue like this uh, going forward and esports today that we did i hope that you listeners have definitely got some idea on how this field is in india a bit of uh, housekeeping out there in the end Uh, if you like our uh, discussions on the Offstem podcast, I will just hope you to give your uh, reviews out there. There is star ratings, there is comments, there is uh, other ways for you to uh, give it. If you are listening on Spotify, go to the star rating system and uh, give us uh, the ratings there. And if you like to give any uh, personalized comments, definitely there will be a comment section as well in the podcast that you listen. So in that, uh, by that, by saying that, um, reach out, reach this information, reach out this content to as many people. as possible and i hope uh, to see you in the next episode this is the awesome i'm danish lamania signing you off for the moment and we will see you in the next episode